The Gone Girl Show, Episode 8, Encouraging Singles, Part 1. Welcome to The Gone Girl Show with Bree and C, a podcast created to help you unplug from pop culture and into Christ. Welcome to The Gone Girl Show with Bree and C. We're actually live in Curtis Hickson Park in Tampa, and it is perfect outside. When you say so? It is beautiful. The wind is blowing. It's like 70 plus degrees out here. I wish you guys could be here if you're in that cold weather. Yes, it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing out here. It is. And praise God, C is feeling better. I am better. I had bronchitis, so I was out of commission for a little bit, but I am back in full effect. So thank you everyone for your prayers. I am back and I feel 100% better. So I appreciate it. Yes, and we actually were able to um, do a show with um, one of our new friends, Tiffany, who is the founder of 3P Ministries. We talked about encouraging singles, and we got to hear her story um, and how she started her ministry. So we hope you enjoy Hope you enjoy the interview. Yes, enjoy the interview. See you on the other side. Welcome, everyone, to Episode 8. We're going to be talking about how singles can maximize their time. And I believe that this doesn't just apply to singles, but to married people as well. It's just that singles have more time to to do these things. And if they can apply these things to their lives, they can be uh, one step closer to um, having a better marriage, uh, preparing for marriage. It's just things that they can uh, do now that can uh, help them later on in life. Um, with us, we have Tiffany Rivers, who is the founder of 3P Ministries. Um, do you want to tell us a little more about yourself, Tiffany? Well, as you said, hello, everyone. I'm Tiffany uh, Rivers. I'm originally from Tampa, Florida. Um, I moved from here when I was about 12 years old um, to the Panhandle to a city called Fort Walton Beach. Many people may not know where that is, but it is um, right in the middle of Pensacola in Panama City. So it's a very small city. I lived there most of my life. Um, graduated from high school, went to Florida A&M for a little while, got out there and got book wild and decided, um, yeah, it's time to go ahead and go back home because I ain't doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So <laughs> went back home and uh, stayed there for a couple more years. And then I transitioned back to Tampa. I never thought I would end up back here, but God had another plan. So I ended up back here and um, March 9th made seven years that I've been back. So, um, that's a number of completion. You better say that. Said, Lord, I don't know what you're doing, but I can't, I guess something happened <laughs> and now new beginnings next year. So we shall see. Um, so yeah, I've been here and I was probably here, what, three years, I think maybe three years and God of birth, um, 3P ministries through me. It started off in my mind as, um, an entertainment company. I wasn't. I hadn't got the vision all the way clear. I was. I was kind of knew what he wanted me to do, but I didn't hear from him completely until maybe like another year after he told me what to do uh, with 3P. So you know, ever since then, since I started it, I did my first event um, as the kind of like the entertainment side of it in 2012, which was just an evening of worship. Um, and then after that, I did a youth youth event. Um, a youth jam and a youth summit. And then I did the singles event, which was last year with the singles exposed. Um, and then this year, God has, has me working on a 
outreach event for the homeless. So every year is something different he gives me. It's not stuff I just sit down and say, I want to do this. It's what he actually assigns me to do. And that's the one thing about 3P Ministries. Uh, we don't just do stuff just to do it, you know. And the tagline for us, of course, is the the difference is the experience that you'll have. It's not going to be like any other thing that you've ever been to. There's something about the event that's going to be different than something that you've experienced before, mainly because it's an assignment and not just something somebody said, let's just put together. So, And also the other thing about it is, you know, 3P stands for pursuing our purpose and passion. So there's an hour in there. So obviously it's not just about me. So I always tell people, don't tell me what you want to do. Don't tell me your passions. Do not tell me because if you do, I'm going to push you towards that mark until you finally accomplish the goal that God has called you to do. So, um, so that's, that's, that's a little bit of history on 3P. You know, it, it was birthed because I told God, well, I asked, well, I said out loud, I was talking to myself. He decided to answer me when I was in the middle of worship. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I wonder why, um, because it was Kiera Shear as as, who was I was thinking about. I was like, I wonder why Kiera Shear has never been to Tampa like that. Mm. And he goes, well, you know how to bring her here. I don't know why you just won't do it. And I wow. looked around like, wow. who are you talking Because <laughs> I'm trying to worship you all in my conversation. And so after that, um, he was just like, this is what I need you to do. And I sat down in the middle of worship and started writing on everything. But I sat on it because I was like, Clearly, he was just talking crazy because he wasn't telling me to do all this stuff. But And I don't know. And it could have been just using her to get me started because it was somebody I looked up to. You know, I, I follow her music. I follow her ministry. And it was like, okay, he knew if he got me started with her in my mind, then he can slowly get me to the steps, you know, that he really wants me to work on, the stuff he really wants me to do, make a difference. So that's how 3P came really birth, you know, um, because... I was always known as the party girl, the party girl, putting on parties, trying to get everybody together, having a gathering here. And it's like he was setting me up, but I was doing it for the wrong reasons, you know. So now I'm doing it for the glory of God and not just saying that I had a party. So everybody got together. You know what I mean? So did you get a chance to bring Kiki Sherrod when God spoke to you around that time? Did she come? I haven't yet. And it. It's funny. I haven't done it, but it's funny because she's been here a few times and I don't okay. ever get a chance to see her anytime she comes. I'm like, this is hilarious. <laughs> and then um, I always, every time I try to put something together, I always want to use people that people don't know. For some reason, that's how it always ends up. It's like, I want to get so-and-so and I want to get this big name. And then he's like, nope, you're going to get this person, this person, and this person. And I'm like, but I don't know them. He's like, well, you go know them. So go meet them and talk to them. And, ask them. <laughs> and then that's what ends up happening every single time. So um, I don't know if if any of you went to any of to the singles event, but most of the people that were there on the panel, nobody knew who they were really. But God mm-hmm. told me to ask them. So I did. And, um, and you know, some people I met along the way, it was the weirdest thing. I'm meeting these people like, I know you just met me yesterday, but can you come be a part of my event? And, you know, the, and most of them were just like, me? And I'm like, yeah. So I did it, you know. I did what he told me to do, and everything worked out the way he wanted it to work out. So that's one thing I can say. But I, she's always still in the back of my mind. A lot of I have a lot of artists worship people you know in the back of my head that I'm like I'm gonna call them and call them one day but 
you know, one day they may call me. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Just saying, you know, they may that's call me and say, hey, I need you to put this event together. Because sometimes they do that, but we shall that's see. Right. Yeah, one day, maybe one day. The event I went to with 3P Ministries was a single exposed event. And I okay. thought it was so interesting how you guys had the, the you had the panel with the, I guess it was the younger people, and then you had the panel with the older mm-hmm. people. And so you got to see two different perspectives. Right. Usually you just see one at a show, and I thought that was Yeah, that was the purpose was, you know, God laid on my heart that everybody's story isn't the same. Everybody's experience isn't the same. So for me, I had to have a younger crowd that's never been married, but different stories. And then, mm-hmm. you know, an older crowd, some of them had hadn't even been married either but some of them have and some of them just had kids or I mean one of them I know you heard her story she used to be a homosexual so her story is a totally different thing her deliverance story I mean it's crazy like uh, one of them she's like 40 something never married Uh, another guy five kids divorced you know one of them married 20 years divorced it was just so many different stories and and on the other side of it a few like one of the guys was a virgin he was like 25 years old and it's like rare you know to hear stuff like that and he's really ordained minister so it's just like we had all kinds of backgrounds i was like god i don't want nobody to be the same on i don't want nobody with the same story on the stage and every person and i still keep in contact with them they are like family now one of them takes me one day and was just like i miss you guys because we did so much stuff together to lead up to the event it was just like so we're not gonna do this anymore (laughs) you know it's almost like i build try to build families and relationships after this um not going into it thinking that way but that's how it's become which is a good thing because that's how we're supposed to be in the kingdom we're not as it is, how he said it's supposed to be. So, um, that, but yeah, as you can see, we didn't get to really get deep into it, and I feel like I still need to have another single exposed sometimes. Part two, part two. Because, <laughs> but it's gonna probably be probably be just a panel. It probably won't be a lot of extra stuff. I thought about even doing, and I hate to even put this out there because I'm not one of those people that like to say I'm gonna do something and then I just don't. I'm not one of those people, but this has been a thought. Have having. Um, because I do this thing called Transparent Tuesdays. I haven't done that in forever. But I yeah, thought I, I watched y'all on Periscope a couple times. Right. So uh, Transparent Tuesdays, like a in-your-face, people meet up every Tuesday type thing, and somebody tells their story, then we ask questions type, but it won't be just for singles. It'll just be for anything. Um, like Kind of like a Bible study, but kind of like a like an AA group in a sense. <laughs> hey, my name is Tiffany, and I want to be transparent today, and I'm going to tell y'all about this type. But, you know, I may be just talking this out and don't even realize it, but we'll see. Um, you know, I thought about doing something like that to be able to get those questions out in an intimate atmosphere because a lot of people are not going to stand up and ask. As you saw, every one of them questions was text that day. Like, nobody yeah. stood up, and God told me to do that from the beginning. you got to have a text message because, because uh, see, I know you probably weren't there. So basically what we did was we had people the opportunity to text their questions in or to stand up. Nobody stood up. I mean, that phone was buzzing like crazy. Everybody's sitting there like, oh, my God, I want to ask. So we didn't even get to all of them. So it's yeah. like I wanted to still – I know people got questions, and they don't know where to go, and I don't know all the answers. But if I have a platform on more of a regular basis where people can ask, then I know they will. 
and, you know, get help and they won't just be feeling like I don't know what to do because I'm the only person dealing with this situation. And I'm a very transparent person. I put in anything out there if it's going to help somebody. <laughs> That's just me. So the so, Transparent yeah. Tuesdays, is that every Tuesday? And Three Pete Ministries, is that solely for singles or is that for everyone in the body? That's or? for everybody. Um, okay. When I did my... Because I started doing it on Periscope live, and I was like, God, why do you want me to do this? I don't want these people to see me talking about this but stuff. <laughs> but I started it on Periscope, and I was doing it every Tuesday that he told me to do it. I don't just do it just because I don't want to be one of those people that just log on, just be logging on. Yes. I'm not that person. So I started doing it every Tuesday. He told me to, whatever subject. Like, I talked wow. about my past, my relationships, my parents passing away, the how depression, suicide and then he started telling me to bring people on with me so then I started it was kind of like this how we have an interview you know I asked them how they dealt with it what did they do then people of course on Periscope are typing in their questions typing in what they dealt with blah 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 so um, a lot of people said it helped them so much I gained so many friends I guess you could say through that too because they're just like oh my god I can relate to you now and I thought I was the only person and then of course the other person that's with me the same thing. So, but he hasn't told me to talk about anything in like two months. So I'm like, I know people thinking that she just quit. No, I just wait for him to give me next assignment. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I've been waiting on. But when I usually do it, I post it on Instagram and fa- on the Facebook page and let people know so they'll be aware. Cause like me, I don't stay logged in on Periscope, so I don't always know when people are online unless you tell me. So, yeah, I, t- I turn my notifications off because it gets it gets to be too much. It does. Yeah, I don't Lord, even know what Periscope is. <laughs> have you seen Someone the new, help me. Have you seen the new Facebook Live thing? I've seen it. I've seen a couple of people go live. I've seen it on the feed, but I don't understand it. So it's basically you going like right now, just like yeah. we're doing right now. I can put on my phone. Um, I'm on. You know, this is my subject. I want to talk about. I type that on the screen and press start. And they can see me right now, whoever's watching, and it'll alert their phone saying, hey, 3P Ministries is now online. And they can just click in. They can't talk to me like this, but they can type their questions and basically have a conversation with me. It'll be weird at first because you feel like you're talking to yourself, but you're actually talking to them. They just can't talk back. They can just type back. It's cool because... A lot of artists do it. A lot of celebrities yeah, do yeah. it. And some of them do it too much. So that's why she said she turned off on notifications. I do too. Cause getting that mm-hmm. buzzing all day. So-and-so's live. So-and-so's live. So-and-so. I mean, they go to the gym. They record it. They do everything. So I'm not that person. So I'm not going to yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah, I just scroll back and see the ones that are about to expire. Because you mm-hmm. have a, like a 24-hour window to watch them. Right. So I see, I'll, I'll try and catch what I can before they expire. But after that, I was like, okay, phone down. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I go on there probably like once every two or three days and be like, oops, sorry, I missed that one. But, you know, some people do have very good scope. Some people I feel like are addicted to it. And some people feel like they get a word from God every day. So they'll get on there and preach. And say, hey, God gave me this word. I want to talk to singles today. So I actually do follow some people that talk about stuff like that. So it's it it's a good resource, I will say. I'm not down at it at all. I just know some people overkill. And they just need to learn how to balance that. So that's all when it comes to that. So here's the minimum. Right. So you mentioned you, you had your party girl days. And mm-hmm. 
I'm sure during that time it was hard for you to really focus on um, living for for God as a single. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of distracting you. I think some other things we we can talk about that can distract people. Um, just being um, sometimes singles can be kind of desperate for a mate. Mm. Um, there are different things out there that can dis- discourage or distract singles. Mm-hmm. So we can kind of mention some of those before we list some ways that singles can maximize their time. Yes, Miss Tiffany, let's talk about that. <laughs> Bring it, you- please. <laughs> so you said some. You said list some things that can distract us. Yeah, okay. just discourage or distract singles. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing is peer pressure. You know, you got people that that you hang around that uh that are quickly say, "Hey, let's go, let's go to the club, let's go drink, let's go do whatever." And just as a Christian in general, if you know that you struggle in that department, then you know you shouldn't hang around it. So that's one of the first things is your friends. So if you know that there's something that you struggle with that other people are doing around you, there's no point of being around them because they just gonna keep. In- encouraging it and then you're going to keep falling into sin and you're going to keep struggling with it but but if you know that you can be around those people and be an encouragement to them or help them change then that's a totally different situation but if you know you're not strong enough don't um social media is definitely a distraction um because you're seeing what other people are doing so you feel like i gotta try to measure up to them or you feel like you gotta prove something to somebody so you're trying to always do uh what they're doing um Let's see what else is a I mean parties. <laughs> that was my thing, y'all. You know, yeah. I I like to dance. That was my issue. It wasn't about the drinking. I was I was never been a drinker. I never been a smoker. So for me, it was just going out partying and the men. To be honest, I like the attention and the dancing. I knew would bring the attention. So that's why I would do it. And to me, I didn't have to go to a club to do it. I just let everybody come to my house. So, you know, when you finally out of your mama house and you got your own little apartment and, I, and I'm a music person. So I had all the music and blast my speakers and people would come over there. And that was my thing. But when I was at FAMU and, you know, what happened was I went back home to one of my friend's dad. He started a church and, uh, and I'm like, oh, my God, he started a church. So we went back to visit. And I went back the next weekend and I went back the next weekend and was like, okay, I'm starting to feel a little different. When I go to church and when I come back to fam, it doesn't feel the same. I started feeling convicted. So obviously that was the Holy Spirit start to rise up that I know was really there for a long time. And I said, okay, I'm going to try to do this thing. I'm going to try to start living better. Yeah, that didn't work. I'm like, okay, I'm going to just go to this party one more time. I'm going to go to this club one more No, that didn't work. So what happened was I just kind of started shutting people out and I started telling all the guys that I was dealing with, listen, don't come to my house no more. Don't call me. And they would start showing up unannounced. So it was almost like a battle. So I called my mom. Hey, I need to go home. I need to come home. My mom was 100%. Yes, come home. Cause I was the baby. She wanted me there anyway. I went home because I realized staying in Tallahassee was not healthy for me if I wanted to live right. And I was actually 21 years old when this happened. Most people start at 21. I stopped at 21. So Yeah, I was a uh, FAMU Rattler uh, too, so I was definitely in, that, in the middle of all that. You know how that is. Yeah. <laughs> so I went back um, home after being there for three years, noticed that my grades were horrible, GPA, horrible, all that. So I was just like, it's not worth it anymore for me to continue to spend all this money and I'm not doing anything with it. So um, I went back 
home and I was just like, I need to get right. So that's when I rededicated my life and I had to stay around people that were trying to do the same thing as me. Not to say that people, you can't be around other people because we do need to be an encouragement to them as an example, but the distractions of going to the club and all that was so tense, like, because that was my life from the age of 14 to 21 and that's young but that was just me you know I was always in a clique of people that all we did was party 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 and to just cold turkey was I had to just do it because if not I was just gonna fall further deep into you know how blessed I am to not have no kids at 33 years old as much as I'd have done you know what I mean I should have 10 of them running around here just because just because I was out there so much and doing too much um but yeah I know I'm probably way off from your question. <laughs> it's, it's okay though. Uh, you, know, you gotta, we gotta ad hoc it sometimes. Yeah, right, right, right. Ad lib it. That's ad hoc. <laughs> we say that at work in in tech stuff. Ad libbing on the mic. That is hilarious. Tiffany, <laughs> for the the singles who are out of that partying stage, that are out of college, our age bracket, thirty plus, like you said, no kids. I don't know you, but never been married, and it's a struggle. Like some approaching 40, some in their 40s, and they're having such a hard time. What would you say to them to encourage them? Because I see that happening, both men and women. They're kind of like pulling their hair out and grabbing at straws, going online dating, running into brick walls. They want that companionship, and they want to stay safe, but it's a challenge when you're over 35 or over 30. What would you recommend? How would you you say to them? one of my things is, Listen, I was struggling with that at 25, 23, (laughs) thinking I needed to be married at 22. So when I hit hit 30, I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. looking at my clock. But (laughs) this is one thing I'll tell everybody just, you know, this story or this just this encouragement that my pastor's wife told me when I was probably about 27 years old. She said, I said, man, I'm about to be 30 soon. I don't got no kids. Mm. I'm not married. My tick, my clock is ticking. She said, oh, God knows how old you are. He ain't forget. Mm. When I say that thing, shut me up. I said, oh, wait. <laughs> you right. He do know. So obviously, if he knows the desires of my heart, then he's going to allow me to get it. If that's his plan. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us forget that his plan is what's going to happen. Not what we want. I mean, we can have desires and we can pray for it. But if it's not what he wants for us, because he can give us. Because guess what? We can get all them counterfeits. And all that stuff that, you know what I'm saying, that's mm-hmm. not from him. And then it's like, you asked for it. And I'm like, you're right. But I was just playing so I could just sit down for a minute. So now, you know, like for me, um, like I have, you know, when I was going through my questions and stuff earlier, I was just thinking like, oh, my God, in a seven-year, what is it, in a nine-year span, which seems like a long time, I had I was in six relationships. And the crazy part about that is most of them with was within like two years of each other. How in the world is that even possible? I was so serious about getting married. It wasn't making no sense. I jumped from one to the next, 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 next. And it was like, basically, I felt like God was saying to me, since you're so on a rush, all right, here you go. But then you keep seeing this is not what I want for you. This is not the best for you. So you need to just sit down and wait for me. You need to get yourself together. And that's one of the things that I want to encourage singles to do is, you know, one of my biggest, biggest things is, you know, like what 3P stand for. It's like, what is your heart's desire to do? Do you even know what God has called you to do? Or are you just mm. focused on being somebody's spouse? Right. 
focus on what you are here for because your time on earth is only limited to a certain time and you never know when you're going to leave and if you sat around all you sat around doing is oh my god woe is me i'm not married Mm -hmm. everybody else is married Mm -hmm. and it's like okay now you're gone and then it's like what can people say that you did on this earth nothing you know when you face god and god says okay I looked at your time schedule and it looked like a hundred zillion million of them hours. All you did was worry about where your spouse was. You ain't seek me to see what your Mm. purpose was. And it's like, after I figured out what God wanted me to do, it was like, it took a little minute to get me there because I had a friend that encouraged me to go, just go, stop playing, stop waiting. And it was like, after that, I couldn't stop. And it was like, after I took that first step, it was like he kept revealing more and more and more to me about what I needed to do for him. And at the end of the day, that's what matters. And a lot of us singles, we so worried about being with a spouse, but you don't even yeah. understand how much your life going to change when you get married. Mm, right. I live by myself. And when I have visitors, do you not understand how quick I'll be ready for them jokers to go? <laughs> and I love for people to visit me. I do. And it's like after three days, I'll be like, okay. Lord, you got to fix me. When I get married, he can't be all up in my. I'm gonna be wanting my bed to myself. I'm gonna be wanting my room to myself. I'm gonna be wanting all this stuff. So it's like your life really changes when you bring somebody in, and then when you add kids, ain't no more personal space. So it's like I don't think we think about this kind of stuff, you know. And that's why a lot of people rush into a marriage, and then they get into it and be like, "Wait a minute, hold up, I don't even think I want to do this no more." No, you were saying. You want to be married. So you might want to think that kind of stuff. So it's like, I I encourage you to figure out what it is that you've called to do. And when you figure it out, pursue it. Ask God to show you the steps to take to do what you're supposed to do in the kingdom of God. Serve at your church. Have events. Have Bible studies. Have friends over. Go on trips, especially being out of that you only got to worry about feeding you. You know what I'm saying? And and you could get one or two of your friends or whatever to go on a trip somewhere. That kind of stuff you cannot do after you get married as often. And then your ministry may change when you do become married. You know what I mean? So it's like, and that's another thing that I see a lot. And you guys may see it too. I see a lot of married couples. The husband know his calling. He's following. He's doing it. But then you see the wife and it's like, what she do? What's her calling? She just supposed to be a mama, not trying to be funny, but it's like, are you just now the pastor's wife? Like, you have a purpose, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? I know you're supposed to be a helpmeet as well, but it's like, if you had something going on before that, then you wouldn't have to worry about just being the the spouse afterwards. And that's one thing about me. Like, it kind of scares me because I do so much. It's like, whoever he is, he going to have to be almost on the same page, something similar, because I feel horrible that he's just sitting there. And it's like, so I got another event. You just want to help me pack the cup. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't want her to be just no muscle man. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, I encourage you to figure out. I know y'all know that. Figure out what you're supposed yeah. to be doing. Um, Seek God on a daily. Like, God, what is it that you want me to do? That was my thing. After, okay, so that's one of the things that I forgot to say earlier was when I first moved at the Tampa, I came here because I was pursuing an acting career. That was my, that's my passion. So I started, you know, as soon as I got here, I mean, it wasn't no sleeping nothing. I was like, all right, I got to figure out who I'm going to connect with. So I connected with this, with these, these two guys and they have, they still doing stuff to this day. I, within two months, I did a gospel stage play. So I was like, shoot, I'm accomplished. Now I ain't got to do nothing else. But 
I they started teaching me so much behind the scenes, and that's and me order God ordered my steps, even though I thought I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. He was like, I'm gonna let you think you're doing what you're supposed to be doing because I need you to get to this certain position. And if you just follow his lead, I swear he will tell you, but you just got to step out and do something. So with that being said, after I was with them for so long, one of the guys said, by the time I'm through with you, you're going to do this by yourself. And I'm like, do what? I'm just trying to be on the stage. Ain't nobody trying to do nothing else. And he's teaching me all the elements of events and putting stuff together. And I, and I don't even know it. So after that happened, I stopped dealing with them. I was just like, I need a break. I'm tired of being behind the scenes. I just want to figure out. So I prayed and prayed and prayed. God, show me what you want me to do. Show me what you want me to do. Show me what you want me to do. When it comes to ministry, I want to do what you want me to do, not what I want. Because at the end of the day, what I want is not going to get me into the kingdom. It's not going to please you. It's not going to move you. So that's eventually where we got to where he was like, I need you to start pursuing your purpose and your passion. He kept saying that to me. What does that even mean? Pursuing your purpose and your family. What is that? And I finally just wrote it down. I said, oh my God, that sounds like a name for my entertainment group. <laughs> and I was like, wait. Okay, I'm not trying to bring entertainment to the people. I'm trying to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, you know, that's how that came. Um, and it's like, because I pursued God, because I really wanted to know. I didn't want to waste time. I felt like I wasted so much time on so many relationships and unnecessary stuff that I needed to give him all the same energy. And that's the thing, like, with, with me partying, it's like, okay, if I'm going to party and go hard and do this, then I need to do the same thing with my ministry. And y'all don't even understand mm. how I'm preaching to myself. Yeah. Right? Nah. <laughs> Woo, you got you. Right <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, and that's, <laughs> yeah. And that's so important. You mentioned uh, finding your purpose. And in order, uh, a way to help you find your purpose is to learn about yourself. Like you mentioned, learn your passions. I liked how at the Singles Exposed events, you gave us, um, I think it was a, a couple of quizzes you could take. Um, there was the love language quiz. There was a, a quiz that helped you uh, learn your, your spiritual gifts, mm -hmm. I think. And once you learn your, your your personality, your gifts, you can see where there's a need, where is an opportunity for you to serve in that place. Right. Like if you're an extrovert or an introvert, mm -hmm. if you like to serve, if you like to pray, you find those areas where you can contribute to the kingdom and build the kingdom. Right. Um, there's always a place for, as a child of God, we all contribute. We're all, some of us might be the hand, some of us might be the, the feet, right. the ear, but we all um, come together with our own strengths, our gifts to build the body, to build the kingdom together. Right, right, right. That's so very true. Yes, it is. Thanks for listening to the Go and Grow Show. For more shows, please visit www.goandgrowshow.com. We also feature Christian events in Central Florida and around the country. Until next time.